What's good? Welcome to the We Don't Play station where we actually rock. We rock. We really, really rock. So we got a guest today. Check out. Hey, Tracy. How are you? I'm great. How are you? That's great. We have not played this week. Everyone was like, how's your Christmas? I'm like, well, I worked until three in the morning Christmas Eve. <laughs> what? No way. Everyone feels like, sorry for me when I say that, but it's like the phone stopped. No one's calling me. I wasn't recording any podcasts. So I can just sit at my desk and do pitches. Pitch this client, pitch that client. So now I'm getting all this great results for clients to start the new year. <laughs> I like my job. That's great. Oh, with a glass of iced tea or a glass of wine. I'm in Canada. I could be smoking a joint. I could. I don't mind. It's not painful. <laughs> so, which one out of these options are you in right now? What's that? Which one of those options are you having right now? Right now, it's just iced tea, and about two hours since the last Canadian legal Canadian joint. And probably about two hours until the next one. I always say, fueled by the very finest cannabis. But I do excellent work. So, you know, I take that. That's like advertising, too. I'm like, what are you going to say about it, people? Exactly. It's like free advertising <laughs> for them. I'm no slacker. I'm not lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but some people think that when they do that, they just turn into, like, schlumps. It all depends. Yeah, you got to be motivated. It all depends on who you are, too, right? I think if, you, if you're a motivated person... I mean, you're going to be motivated. You're not going to, you're going to, if I have a glass of wine, I think, oh, gee, that's fun. If I have a second glass of wine, forget it. I'm done. I'm in bed. For real. <laughs> I came back from a dinner meeting. I'm not, I'm not normally a drinker. And I came back from a, a lunch meeting, you know, maybe a month and a half ago. And I was, normally I'd be getting back in. I'd be all productive to work for another 10 hours. I'd smoke one and then keep working. But no, I had that second glass of wine at the dinner meeting and I literally walked to my door and I went, I said hi to my business partner and husband. And then I went straight to bed and I'm like, bye-bye. Because oh, wine. My goodness. Now, I don't know how people do these drinking dinner meat, you know. Yeah, that, that stuff's killer. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely a yeah, power you know, woman. It's about, being, it's about being motivated. If you're not motivated, you're not going to accomplish anything. No matter, you know, coffee's not going to motivate you. And a joint is not going to unmotivate you. If you, you know what I mean. Either way, yeah. you've got to be, it's got to be in here, and you got to be doing it. Exactly. People kind of depend on those things to feel like, oh, this is what's going to help me through the process. But intentionally, it's you that's actually failing because you're just thinking, 100%. you know, why am I? A great example of that. Oh, I need my morning coffee. I don't even drink coffee. Right. I think about, you know, like halfway through the day, I might have an iced tea or a juice. Like it's not. But some people, they have in their minds, you need my caffeine to start your day. No, you don't. You just need to get up and start walking around. And within a few minutes, those cobwebs clear up and, you know, you're in your day. <laughs> Unless you're a drinker, that stuff will kill you. Exactly. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Don't drink and text. Don't don't even think about it. Don't drink and try to work. Don't Just don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. First of all, welcome to the playroom. And shout out to Podmatch because... You have just come into the room like, bam! <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the fire red. It is the fire red. <laughs> yes, let them know. They call you a power woman. Yeah, that's what they say. 
I want to. I want to know how this even happened. How did you become a power woman? I mean, every woman says, "Yeah, I'm powerful." Shout out to all the women in the world, but you specifically said, "I'm a power woman." So, how did that even start for you? Yeah, and actually, I think a lot of women. I, I think a lot of women don't say it. They might say it out loud, but they don't actually believe it. And what happened with me is, I didn't start saying that. I wouldn't have presumed to start saying that. People started saying that about me once I got to a certain level where. You know, I, I guess I'm getting all this media attention, and also I'm, you know, people hire me, and then I'm able to get them in media. They weren't in media before, and now they have a media presence. You know, so people started to say, "Oh, kingmaker, powerful, all that stuff." But the term "power woman" is sort of like the, the term "thought leader." I, you know, I have to turn it around to be comfortable with it. I don't really like that. I like to say, "We really all are." It's about because I, I did, I, I started this work by helping people have a voice, right? And I still, I still am happy that you know I'm able to. Do all my work from an ethical place, even those PR public relations. I don't take on giant corporations. I don't take on countries as clients, because then it's gonna. I won't be able to be that ethical person that I, I, I got into. You know, I didn't come into PR to spin things. I came in to bring voices to the, to use my skills that came from advocacy and activism to bring voices that matter to the public, and then from that I turned that and monetized that. You know, into now business and. Solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and all that, but every single one of them has something I can get behind. Not one of them is doing something that I'm I have any question about, you know. So I, I think it's you know great, it's, especially now you need to be doing business from an ethical place, and it's a it's a pleasure of mine like that. I'm able to you know achieve more and more success now, and now it's starting to be the financial success, and now it's starting to be the the kind of success where the men in suits, you know, are starting to ask me this and that, and I laugh because you know. Ten years ago, if I was to go in there and they're asking bright red hair, they wouldn't even be hiring me. <laughs> let alone asking them, telling me how to do their job. And now I'm, you know, but that's the truth. You know, we don't play. We exactly. Do. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> and, and then they know, so it doesn't matter about what their expectations are or who they are. They don't have that. We don't have that. You know, by we, I mean all of us. Right? Exactly. Women, black people, white people, anybody really, not white people, not those, I mean, you know what I mean. I'm not talking about people from a privilege point, but anybody who feels that they're like, they have to get there. Like, yeah. Don't, it doesn't matter whether it's yourself that's keeping you down, like with a lot of women, you know, who would otherwise be privileged, but they keep themselves down. Or, you know, actual things that are, that are real life struggles that you can't deny. If, you know, all the positivity in the world doesn't erase but if you have the right mindset, you can deal with those things and beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think once you have the experience and you have the intent, then most people try to bring on to what you're doing because sometimes they'll be like, I don't know what you're doing, but I'll still follow you. And you're like, how are you following me when you don't even follow yourself or know what yourself is all about? Yeah. So <laughs> it's a weird paradigm. But I think, like you mentioned, most women don't think about that, but they do when somebody actually triggers them to think like that. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, so I turned it around to say, well, you, they're calling me a power woman, so they asked me to speak on some panel about power women. So my whole thing was, okay, let's unwrap that. What is a power woman? We all are. And then I was like, whether you're starting your own business, whether you're just thinking of a business, whether you're creative, making music, whether you're just really getting through the day helping other people quietly in the corner you don't think you're you really are like we all are and i could say the same thing about men like this is not just a female only message it just developed that way because 
you know, I'm a woman, so I was given this award of a woman of inspiration, so the conversation about women. But in, in very similar ways, I speak to entrepreneur audiences, right, of men and women, about the same thing, about finding your voice, about realizing it's not just other people. You know, you watch on TV and that expert's on TV. You might be doing that job, but you never think about you being that one on TV. Mm. Why not? You have just as much a voice as anybody else. Once you realize that you have that voice and have every reason, you know, right to be at the table, you know, then you can't, they can't shut you up. And then you can do whatever your goal is, whether it's to get a message out, whether to free an innocent guy from death row, which is what my first press release was about, and we did it. <laughs> not just us, but I mean, wow. you know, people thought we were crazy, right? But with, that's, that's how I learned how to write a press release. And ultimately, we made all this noise that got, and that was not to, to do any kind of PR. That was because I was an activist when we were 28 years old. We used to have a radio show. We'd lost the radio show. The internet, you know, was suddenly a thing in the 90s. We were looking to just have a voice, so we were making a website, anti-racism issues, anti-police, and not anti-police, but anti-abuses, you know, and corporate abuses, and all that stuff. And we were just looking for the same kind of conversation that we had on our radio show online. All of a sudden, we found this story about this guy saying he was innocent on death row in Pennsylvania named Jimmy Dennis. I don't know what called myself and my husband to write to him. We were like, <laughs> you know, how innocent can he be? We wrote to him. He wrote back pages developed a, a long relationship but we ended up making a, a, a you know a facebook page not a facebook this is long before facebook making a web page for him gathering international attention i learned to write a press release to send it to media all around the world america didn't much listen because it's hard to get attention when someone is incarcerated saying they're innocent now it's a little easier there's a whole culture of the wrongful conviction shows and all that but back then until you got out no one cared you, you know locked away that's it and the story so we were getting attention in other parts of the world that ended up putting pressure and ultimately these lawyers came on board they did you know, years and years of work he was freed in 2017 look him up because now he's recording amazing music like hate the skin i made which is a commentary on racism in america this year and tears this year about covid and just everything everyone is all dealt with this year and he's still you know yeah so that's an amazing incredible story and it's i, I turned to an entrepreneur story too even when i want entrepreneur shows because when they start saying, well, how'd you get into PR? That's how. I learned how to write a press release there. I was just in marketing. I learned it on the interwebs. And that was, you know, in 1999. And then it was another 10 years or 12 years until I had that little aha moment. When Because all that time I kept being a telemarketer in marketing and sales, doing whatever for other companies. Yeah. And I had an aha moment suddenly, wow. I've been, in a, actually, I've been a publicist. I've gotten us on CNN, MSNBC, Court TV, and that, you know, I mean, I've gotten us on international media around the world with just the, you know, and so I realized that I was able to monetize those skills and then start offering them. So the, the entrepreneur message there, or the life message, is forget the nine to five. This probably, which I was only doing my, again, thinking I had to keep on doing that to live. But the second I had that aha moment, I swear, the second I said to myself, I don't know what gave me the, confidence to do it but I, I was i was literally in a rented apartment with an internet connection and a crappy computer and i literally said i'm not making 20 calls an hour for somebody else anymore from this moment and then i didn't i was like you know what there's other alternatives i have these skills i went because we had the internet we had elance in those days which yeah. is called upwork or something now mm -hmm. i don't use it anymore but that's how i got my feet went in pr i got out there i put a you know my best foot forward started offering really cheap rates I obviously had the history that I could show that I had this media history before, but that's how I started getting paying clients. And the first year in like three months, I made $7,000 doing a part-time. And then I just said, 
all right, I'm a publicist now, let's do it. And then I went and incorporated Lamori PR, did that for five years. And then in the middle of COVID, no, sorry, I didn't incorporate Lamori PR. We just did a general partnership okay. five years. Then in the middle of COVID, we incorporated as Lamori Media because we've just been so much more successful ever since. And so now the funny part, so again, the story, a couple of activists in their basement and you know outside of Toronto wanted to help free a guy who was on death row that nobody was paying attention to. And then fast forward 20 years, that guy's free. He's making music in Rolling Stone. He's been featured in Rolling Stone magazine. There's a big article quoting us. Quote, search Jimmy Dennis, Rolling Stone. I'm quoted in it. It's a big story, but the whole wow. thing. Yeah, Google it right now. It'll come up, How to Survive Death Row by Jimmy De- about Jimmy Dennis. And so now he's been covered in Rolling Stone. I'm an international award-winning publicist. Who would have thought that would have happened from deciding to help somebody else that nobody was listening to? And not everybody's doing that, and I'm not saying everybody should, but even there might be a passion that you have in your life, it could just be a hobby, it could be whatever, that you're not thinking about, that you could actually monetize into a life that you actually don't hate, into a life that you love, instead of going, doing something you just don't care about till five o'clock and coming home and doing, so now there's no separation, I'm always working, like I said, I was working Christmas Eve, and I was smiling about it, because there's no separation between what I like to do, and my friends and my clients and my I'm excited I'm Christmas Eve I can't I'm mad I'm waiting until they wake up because nobody's answering me free in the morning I'm, I'm wanting to answer so they can get all excited about the media I got them they <laughs> 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 so wanted to go like this with somebody exactly yeah. this is this is the whole point about entrepreneurship I think people feel like entrepreneurship is that place where you just go into a dead end and you're just like let's see what happens it's more like I know what I want I know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know when I do get there, you're going to really realize that, hey, you should have probably started when I did. So it's kind of like that kind of thing. You're like, oh, I don't know if I should put my feet in or two feet in. Do it. That's the thing. Those moments when you just jump and don't think. Like I got married, you know, like honestly, some ways it's the best. Like I got married. We got married at 25. No way. I met my husband. We've been married 26 years. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. My husband and myself, right? My husband Dave is my partner, my business partner, and the guy that did the old death row thing with me and everything. We got married at 25, nine months after we met. And we've been married 26 years in two days. Our anniversary is December 30th. We've married 26 years. My goodness. And that was something, so, you know, and that was a decision we made pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not saying, you can make a mistake quickly too. But sometimes you overthink things and you just know at that moment and you can convince yourself out of it. Like I would never have thought about that in terms of marriage. I would buy oh, But I, I talked to somebody at the very same time that I got married, who had been got married like maybe nine months before. And they'd also gotten married really quickly. And she said she felt like there was like that little time when you know it's right and you do it. And if you don't do that, then maybe you get into that other thing. You know, where now you you've been married, you got dating for five years and there's less you know, maybe you'll do it someday, but you've already, you got your structure, you've got your, and I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Maybe there is like that. And if you don't, or, or what if I had, you know, overthought and thought, ah, but you know, I don't know this cute guy, you know, he likes the fat girl now, but look at all these other girls who like him. Cause they all did. I don't want to be, that's what I was thinking. I don't want to be the, you know, I'm not going to date this guy for 10 years and sit there crying or 10 days and cry. Forget that. I'm too smart for that. Uh, 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 uh. So he had to like actually try really hard. But thank God, 26 years later, I didn't keep going, ah, forget you, ah, yeah, whatever, which I was doing, mm. overthinking. 
you know, I could have overthought myself right out of a 26 year marriage, a part, a business partnership, helping that guy on death row, all those things we've done together. Because, um, 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 right. So something you need to evaluate, but you also need, like you said, to follow your heart. And sometimes your heart knows. Exactly. Sometimes when you have that gut feeling and you don't follow it and then you remember to follow it after it's gone, it's such a bad experience because you actually think about what could have been, but you can't really experience it because it's not going to happen in probably yeah. seven to nine years. They, they always say this thing of if you miss a chance the first time, you have to wait for another lifetime to get there. And it's interesting. <laughs> well, you know, but then also you can create things, right? There's all I have to say, like, there's also. Maybe that would, maybe that just gave you the taste of what you know you want now. You know, maybe you miss a job or you screw up a job interview. It's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Because something else, you were, or, or even a, a relationship. Like, yeah, maybe that could have been, but then maybe if you'd gone that way, you'd be all caught up in that. And meanwhile, you wouldn't see this going on. You know, life is always a series of paths and we never know when we take one, always the other one closes off, right? But sometimes if one closes off, maybe that was meant to redirect you a different way. So right. I think thinking everything for a reason and also following your heart at the same time and also your brain. I mean, it's also, but don't over strategize when it comes to stuff like that. Just like trust yourself and realize that your instincts are often very good. Hmm. You know why I'm even thinking like this is because I just proposed to my girl last Christmas, this past three days ago, and yeah. and three days ago, three days ago, December twenty fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play. You know, like I I say what I mean and I mean what I say. So it was it was the most beautiful moment of my life. And yeah, we're almost a year knowing each other. But we're like seven months in, you know, dating. Now we're fiance mode and, you know, we'll get married soon. So it's like. Well, that's why this came up then. Because you know what? This has never come up in a, po- a business podcast before. Never. Somebody had the question. I, just ma- I felt like compelled to say that. And clearly that was a story that you should hear. Because, yeah, we were together just nine months. We just decided like that. Everyone thought we were crazy. We were 25. Nobody in our circle got married. Right. Nobody did that. In fact, we even said to each other, you know what? Don't tell anybody except for the one that we wanted at the wedding, which was small, because we were afraid and that we just didn't want to hear all that. Don't marry her. Don't marry him. Are you crazy? We were like, we don't even want that in our bubble. (laughs) (laughs) So... And, and of course, the one friend I told, she was like, but you've only known each other nine months. And she just come out of a bad relationship. So she was, out of all the goodness in her heart and all the caring for me in the world, really upset about it. Wanted me to take a step and wait. She was like, just wait, Tracy. Seriously, just wait. Because she'd had a bad relationship where it seemed great at the beginning and then it turned bad. So she was like, oh man, everything's hard to, you know. She was right. I, I get that advice. But I was just like, no, sorry. We're, you know. And if it, maybe if we had 50 people saying that, we didn't want that energy. Right. And they were all wrong. <laughs> exactly. I feel like most of the people that impose their fears on you is because they haven't reached where they want to be. So they kind of play you as an experience tool to see whether it's going to bounce off the right way. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we'll see whether it works or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you just have to, I mean, as long as you're, when it comes to relationships, like friendship is key, you gotta have the always think, you know, is this what I, what I was, what I treated, if I treated my friend the way I'm treating my partner, would my friend accept it? 
Would my friend come back the next day? Would my friend tell me, screw you, buddy, or my friend punch me? And if your friend wouldn't accept all that, you shouldn't expect the person that you're supposed to love the most. And this goes for men and women, all of us, you know, in relationships. Same way, whether, same way we treat our kids or our parents too, right? We're, we tend to like, you know, you always hurt the one you love, they say. Just yeah. don't do that. Just don't take advantage of that person. Even just don't, if you're always thinking about treating them the way you would treat your best friend, because they are, then you should be okay, right? Exactly. And now that you even mentioned not posting it or not putting it out there and yet you're in the middle of media like you're at the epicenter of public relations so when when you did that were you like half and half with the way you were posting because of course you're thinking business mode but you're also thinking marriage mode so it's like how much of copy should i give out compared to how much you know marketing <laughs> space is available See, that's part of that genuine and i always preach be genuine and authentic because in these days, in business and everything else, in these days, I was just saying this on another podcast, in these days of 24-7 cameras and typing and a million social media platforms, if you're pretending to be someone else, or if you're faking it, or if you've got a persona that you're trying to, you're going to be found out. You're going to screw up in a post. <laughs> There's going to be something you say that's uh, not real. You know what I mean? You're not going to, you can't fake it. So don't. Unless you're a horrible person, then just don't even be on social media. If exactly. You're like, uh, you know, you know, you know, one of those racist, but whatever. They, I don't know if they need platforms, but anyway, um, <laughs> if you're not a terrible person, if you're like, you know, justice-minded and fair-minded and all that stuff, then be be who you are, you know. And you, the Bible tracks your tribe. Same in business. I don't know about the people that have come to my page or look at my podcast and say, "Geez, I would never hire that mouthy, red-haired activist publicist who'd also done the death row." And not my style. I don't know about them. The ones I know about are the ones who come to me, which is a full plate more than I can handle, because they like me and they like my vibe and they like what I've done. Right? So I have to put on a suit. I have to dye my hair. I mean, look at me. It's like, I don't have to dye my hair. So this is my natural hair color because it feels like it is a twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have to dye my hair like this is natural. <laughs> so I can keep, I should rephrase, I can keep my crazy red hair. I can keep the crazy glasses and my husband can keep his long hair. We don't have to comply with dressing up like they expect a suit and tie guy. And of course, I can, I'm in entertainment PR as well as business. So I, early on when I didn't have a reputation this long that everybody comes to me regardless of the hair color, I could say, oh, well, you know, I'm in entertainment where this is a plus, you know. Right, and then they would all laugh. And go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> now it doesn't matter because you want good, you want some media attention or not, right? You can <laughs> exactly pick your poison. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing! That's amazing because now when you think about relationships, you think about business, you think about how you associate and put yourself out there. People project the way they feel about you when you don't even expect it because now it's like, okay, this is what I'm bringing to you. But because you probably had a bad day yesterday and I have to, you know, I have to sit on that to make sure that, you know, we're on the same page tomorrow. So it's like you're always having to stay relevant, stay consistent. And if you're not authentic, someday the bubble will bust and it's not going to be a good bust. It's going to be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And because of the business aspect that you've mentioned for entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast, you know, who just tap in. What would you say is the the right way to get to the top? There's no right way per se. 
But what is the way that somebody can look at it and say, okay, I'll try that. And if it doesn't work, I'll try again. Yeah. So number one thing to think about, there's two ways to get media. One is to tell your story. Think about, number one, get away from the advertorial mindset because that's not what you're doing when you're telling stories, not advertising. You have to think um, editorial, which is an actual story that you're giving because reporters are not in the business of giving you free advertising. They're happy to direct you to the ad department for that, right? So you have to really be telling a good story, whether it's about yourself, whether it's about your brand, or an easier way to get in is a topical release. Like, I don't care what you do for a living, there's, there's knowledge that you have that's of interest if you frame it right. You could cut, you know, you could repair cars for a living. There's stuff that you know that we don't know. There's stuff that you could mow lawns, clean toilets for a living, literally anything. There's stuff that I could tell a story out of about that. Um, so if there's something in, in whatever your career is, say you're watching the news and something comes up and because of your professional experience, you know, you turn to your friend or your wife or your husband, and you're like, oh, you know, you know, you have a comment about that. That is the bones of a topical press release, where if it's an ongoing story, for example, that media is likely to cover again, but you're an expert, convincing expert with a, a new perspective or a different perspective on it, then you can write an actual press release or a media advisory, just look up your local newspaper. It's all about the headline though, because they get a million messages all the time. So you, just like you don't open up every email you get, right. for sure, neither do they, 100%. So it's all about the headline. It's gotta be super quick, the where, the what, the who, newsy right there, so they're gonna open it up. And it can't be, you do not want to CC 50 reporters. It's gotta be the time individually. Hey, Bob, I've got a good story for you. Hey, check this out, Angela. <laughs> you know, or yeah. or whatever. So all those emails are available. You can, you know, frame, you can write any kind of messaging you want in terms of that. Another really good way to get in without, if you don't know how to do that, you don't have a publicist. By the way, I work internationally. If anyone wants to hire me for months, I'll be glad to sh- show them the ropes. Hey. But, um, if you don't have, but if you don't have money for a poll, and which you know it's, it can be really budget friendly, but if you don't have money to do that, or you don't want to do that right now, you just want to kind of try. There's just some little um, things you can do. Number one, though, before I tell you the, the real tricks, and you can write these down of these real free sources, is uh, first though, make sure you have a really concise bio. You can have a one pager, but you want to have like no more than a two paragraph bio that you can. That's your pitch. That, you, that includes, you know, not just who you are and your accomplishments, but also what you speak about, a couple of ideas, like a couple of segment ideas. You know, she can speak about how entrepreneurs can get themselves in media. She can speak about building your uh, self-esteem so that you, you know, whatever, you give your little ideas, right? So they have those right there. Oh, yeah, oh, that's a good, you know, have that ready. And then have that ready to send. You can send that to your reporters in town blindly. But the opposite of a press release is things where media from podcasters to, to oprah.com to um to to literally readers digest good housekeeping nbc all of them use these services the one that we met on you mentioned podmatch there's also um matchmaker.fm a few others so those are services where the good guests can meet podmatchers who need guests and that's a good way to build your profile and start speaking in media about what you do so the potential customers can hear it on your web page too and also everybody else you know and they can just get an understanding of who you are and what you do similar to that there's services for print media and television which are called Harrow, like help a reporter out and um which is a, a free um email list you sign on to and then there's one called source bottle which is a website anybody can go and look on in australia and it's mostly australian but it has a lot of other english language media and that's things where you'll see you know 
uh, talk show is looking for, you know, with a deadline of Tuesday at eight, we're looking for um, real estate agents who can talk about how houses are priced in COVID. We're looking for um, psychologists who can talk about whatever. We're looking for entrepreneurs. A lot of them are for entrepreneurs, just generic for entrepreneurs. We're looking for entrepreneurs who can give us their, you know, their tips for um, what they're looking at for 2021 after COVID or what their January resolutions are. A lot of just things for entrepreneurs. So there you can jump in, here's my tip, and in the article. That, that's how, how do you think, you know, when you read a magazine or a newspaper, uh, you know, you read Parents Magazine, they're talking about child psychology, and all of a sudden they'll say, Anne in Michigan has two children. How did they found Anne in Michigan? Right. It's not their friend. They did a call out that, they, you know, we're doing a story on child, blah, blah, blah. We're looking for this and that, and these people answered. Because either they have a publicist or they know to check that or somebody they know is a publicist and told them about it, you know, or they, you know, because those the services, you don't have to be a publicist. You can just go on as an entrepreneur and spend a lot of time looking through and then spending the time. But I really recommend anybody who has an ad budget at all, consider just taking for one month, putting the ads aside, one month, and putting it into PR. It doesn't even have to be what you put into ads because I can do a, a budget entrepreneur intro kind of thing where I get the media attention and give them an understanding of, of what else they can do for like 500 bucks a month. And I'm not pitching that. I'm just giving them an idea. I don't care if you go to another publicist, right? Your, your prices will likely be higher because I'm specifically about like educating entrepreneurs because I know that 80% of them do not see these opportunities that are on the table. And more and more you know, with the age of the internet, some of these are just literally a matter of looking up the website and having your pitch. So now I go in there, I got 20 clients, I look for, you know, things for all of them, and then I pull the pitch. But if it was just me pitching me the way I, you know, introduce myself to you, all I would have to do is have a pre-done pitch. Maybe you don't know how to write that. That could be something that a publicist could help you with in the one month. They could put together your pitch. They could show you those sources. They could frame your mind about starting to see your, you know, see the opportunities. They could pitch you for awards. They could pitch you for speaking engagements, for panels, for, you know, all that stuff. And that's, at the end, people who hire me after a month, they're like, oh my God, I had no idea these things were available. Here I am spending double the money on a bus ad, like a real estate agent, you know? Just, <laughs> here I am, another real estate agent. Right. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, in one month I've got them a profile and meet the female leaders of real estate. And they got a big newspaper article about them. I got the, you know, I got them interviewed on two podcasts. I got them quoted in, in the newspaper, their local thing. Boom, boom, boom. That's third party, what do they call that? Social credit, social proof. proof. You know, that when maybe some, then someone goes to look at your site and the other candle maker's site, see which guy's candles they're going to buy, or me as a publicist and somebody else, and they see this other publicist saying, oh, I've got all these clients, great. And then they see me saying, I've got all these clients, great. But also look at these 20 places, 60 podcasts all around the world, from India to Georgia to Toronto to whatever, interviewing me about how to build your brand. Who are you going to think is more of an expert? Exactly. <laughs> no. And often you just want to go with the stuff. If I can do that for myself, look what I can do for you. It's right? it's, it's clear as day. <laughs> it's clear By as the day. Way, I did not go to school for this. No, this is this is pure <laughs> street knowledge. <laughs> no, definitely, that's a good way to put it because I I see a lot of entrepreneurs who think, oh, I have to make ads to make money. Oh, I have to do this. And I'm like, hey, have you thought about content marketing? 
Have you thought about story building, storytelling? But the next question they ask is, okay, maybe I have the good story. Maybe I have a good write-up, but I don't know where to put it. Maybe they're not good with SEO. Maybe they're not good with digital marketing. How does PR become that thin line that makes them say, okay, I'd rather put $300, $500 into this PR than spend it on Facebook. And honestly, if I could tell, if I could like, you know, go backwards, honestly, every entrepreneur that hires me, they hire me again. Like I have clients that go back to me for three years. They're not stars. They're just regular working people. And they find every month that money to put aside because, you know, and I give them a good deal because they're regular. But I mean, they find that money because it, it's, it, they see the results, right? Yeah. Like one radio station I got a client on for 15 minutes for the next, you know, week, they're getting $100 an hour calls to their whatever. They sold some services on the phone for 100 bucks an hour. And because they've been on the biggest radio station in Toronto, that, that, that kind of credibility. Oh, well, that's the one to call then. So um, it's just, that's just, I've lost track of your question there, sorry, but that's just the way, it's a way of the mindset of thinking about using the media because it's accessible. And when you start looking at those sources, and if you didn't write them down, again, people, listeners, help a reporter out, Harrow and Source Bottle. Those are free sources. I have nothing to do with them. Go and look, though. Those are not resources I normally give away. Those are literally tools that you can build your own brand. Go and look at them now. You'll be amazed to see. Source Bottle, you can just go look at. Harrow, you've got to sign up, but you'll get three emails a day, and you will be amazed. You will literally, your mind will be blown and opened as to how media gets their sources. So then it's just everything comes. That's why I say after that, once you have those sources, life's a pitch. That's a P, not a B. Life's a pitch. Everything's a pitch. <laughs> I mean, from I like getting that. the awards to getting the job to getting the whatever, it's about, you know, number one, half of it is being there, showing up, having the confidence to say, you know, you'd be silly not to hire me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because you know you're, you know what I mean. Because you develop, and if you don't have that list of stuff that that justifies that yet, this is how you start building it, right? You start going and doing that. You start like now it's easier and easier for me to get jobs because before I had to talk to every client for an hour to explain all this to them because eighty percent of entrepreneurs don't get it. Now I can I still talk to them about their own how I can help them, but I can also say you know what, go listen to the ten podcasts I did that focus on. This exact thing about why entrepreneur. By the time you're out of that, you're like, okay, wow, yeah. And then, then it's just a matter of do you want to hire me or somebody else. Either way, I don't even care. You know, like I've done my thing. I, I hope you come and hire me, but it's not like a direct ad. This is not why I do it. I really do it because I find that 80% of entrepreneurs leave all these opportunities on the table because they just don't even know about them. And that real estate thing is a, a perfect example because they spend all that money on advertising. And yet, it's easy. Like it's so frustrating because every day I say, I see these requests for real estate agents, and I'm like, oh my god! If these people only knew, there's like five, six a day, mm. constantly opportunities, and they don't come to real estate agents. They come to publicists because they don't want to have to explain to somebody about media. They don't want to get somebody who's going to be not knowing the difference between an ad and a, a soundbite. They want somebody who knows how to give a good quote. So, a publicist is kind of the buffer. They expect, you know, as much as our job is to um, promote our clients, we wouldn't be able to do that effectively if the other part of our job wasn't to act as a buffer between media and stupid stuff that isn't actually of media attention. So 
what that means is media knows when they get an email from me, it's not going to be ridiculous. Mm. It's not going to be something off topic. It is going to be something targeted. It may or may not be something they pick up. They may not have the space for it. They may think they've already done something like that. They may have, you know, there may be a million reasons that they don't do that. You know, it doesn't matter how good your relationship is with the editor, they don't pick up all your stories. Unless, unless you're a columnist or, you know, but if you're pitching different things. But the key is, they know that you don't send them crap, that you have a history of sending them good stuff, and that you're a buffer. It's because most people don't know what news is. So they could send, you know, we have a carpet cleaning sale to the editor of the newspaper. Honestly, people don't, <laughs> that's why I say editorial versus, you think that'd be obvious, but I've actually seen that once. Someone tried to get a junior publicist to write a press release, and they actually tried to do it. They were showing me this junior publicist. They didn't work with me. They were like, would you look at this press release I wrote? I'm like, sure. You know, I don't mind. Right. And then they were like, for immediate release, Bob's carpet. And it was all, it was basically talking about great Bob's carpet cleaning was or whatever. The, and I was like, okay, no. <laughs> this is a literally <laughs> copy for a, an ad. You cannot send... That's not like, do not send that. <laughs> you know, I will rewrite it for you, but just don't send that. And call it a PR piece. Oh my goodness. So people have a, you know, lack of knowledge of that. And that's the most important thing. Understand what's actually news and then reach out to the editor. But, and do it. Don't be afraid to. Because again, you have knowledge. Just frame it. Just really be hard on yourself as to. Is this the kind of thing I could expect to see on this 22-minute news broadcast? Mm. When I read the paper, is this the kind of thing that would be in there? And try to put your story it's about... So, so don't try to sell your product. Sell yourself as the expert. And your product is the, is the card that makes you the expert, basically. Yeah. And by doing that, you ultimately sell your product. Exactly. And I love what you mentioned about being editorial versus advertorial. If that's the word you mentioned. Because those yeah, two things, yeah. it's such a great thing to, because most people realize that if, if you run an ad and then somebody likes you on that ad and then checks your profile and there's nothing to fall back on, you've wasted all that cost per click, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's like you didn't take enough time to build your funnel that you thought about the, the top of the funnel and forgot about the little people on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, so it's all about being strategic and just use and realizing that there's a million. And even in you know, COVID closed a lot of doors, but they also opened it also opened a ton of doors because now there's a, a for example, a ton of podcasts taking a new role. There's more and more excellent podcasts giving excellent information now that people are really counting on and learning from, and those are also giving platforms to entrepreneurs to become thought leaders because if they're if they don't know how to get into the television radio or media there's a lot of podcasts that are looking for you know quality guests so you can pitch yourself and get and the thing i love about podcasts if i'm interviewed in the seven minutes you know in um radio or something it's gonna be it's limited it's short it's not gonna be a deep dive you know i can get to answer whatever's on the topic of the day or the whatever but in a podcast there's usually a much more of a deep dive into something, into how, into the whys, into the so it's you know, people really learn a lot more from it, and you're also allowed to, you're also able to share a lot more about what you do. So the benefits for the listeners, for the, and also podcasting gives you know people like you and the podcaster an opportunity to develop their own brand and to show their stuff how good they are on interviewing and all that. And you know what I mean? It just and you get to meet. We all meet other people. We all 
expand our networks. This is the way we have these days to network. So it's it's a combination of advertising, educating, and networking, right? And there's a little that 2020 has opened up those opportunities. Exactly. Us, so take advantage of them now. And then when we're on the other side and we can move again and there's travel and there's all that stuff, then if you've been on a panel, like say you're an expert in, you know, whatever, and you're on a panel in Japan from your house because they don't have to fly you there to participate in that anymore right. this year. Well, after it's all over, you've still been on a panel speaking about real estate or whatever in Japan. And you can add that to your resume, not in Japan, but the Japanese, you know what I mean? That you were at the presenter at the Tokyo thing of whatever, and that's still prestigious. So this is a year not to cry or to stare at your thing, TV freaking out about all the leaders like I was doing the first month, like just, uh, but to actually think, okay, now what can I do? If I can't do 80% of the things, what are the 20% I can do and do really well and network those and, you know, maximize all of that in every way. Right. I feel like if, if the pandemic didn't really hit the way it did and how everybody's reacting to it, things like Podmatch wouldn't have been found, you know, because people will be so busy outside forgetting what's happening inside. Exactly. Right. Now we have all these new resources. So, okay, we can't do that, but we can do this. So I think those of us who figure out how to, you know, how to just not be depressed, how to find the new doors go through those new doors and open those new doors for other people ultimately on the other end you know we're gonna be we're gonna be that little armies <laughs> exactly <laughs> and hopefully pull up everybody else who didn't quite get there right right I, that's the job exactly i feel like this year was more like arcade mode for everybody <laughs> because yeah. if you think about a game, it's yeah. either you lose your life <laughs> or you gain another life and you're yeah. able to <laughs> to yeah. push through because there's so many things that people have missed, opportunities, friends, couples, houses. People are getting into all this new stuff and you're like, oh, 2020 is my year, but you're sitting at home drinking coffee and you're just watching Netflix and chilling because you don't really know. Yeah, like, I forget that there are people still doing that. 2020 ended up being, first couple months I had that, you know, like everything dropped up, like 80% of my work, all the entertainment stuff, public speaking, travel, so about 80% of my calendar, which is gone all of a sudden in March and April. So I'm like, like everybody else staring at the, you know, watching Trudeau and our governor and the Ford and all these, you know, your stupid government watching all these leaders, <laughs> you know, watching all these, sorry, hope you're not a fan. Yikes. Um, <laughs> watching all the, but you know, I'm sorry, the rest of the world is like, oh, wow. Um, watching all these leaders talk about COVID, right? And, and just staring at the, at the screen like, ah. Uh, and then I suddenly realized, no, no, even if I've lost 80% of my work, I still have 20 so go back to my desk and work on that and then ultimately you know, and then I, I guess everybody else ended up pivoting so there was actually a whole bunch of new stuff to promote that hadn't existed before like the new books new ideas people were having so I ended up getting all kinds of new my calendar has been more full the last six, you know, three or four months than it was last year or the year before so it ends up being you know there is work there is money there is people doing things it's a matter of like I mean, of course, who knows? 2021, I mean, I know there's a lot of people struggling too. you got to get the food on the table, you got to do the basics. Yeah. But I mean, if you can, like, in America, it's certainly not as easy right now. There's no stimulus. And no, like, we've been lucky that here we've been taken care of in Canada that those who, you know, there's been $2,000 a month packages consistently since March. So people have been able to, like, that's just, you know, like, get on their feet and have, you know, taken, have their immediate needs taken care of so they know they're feeding their children. Mm. So then they can sit down and go, okay, now let me start a little business with this $200. Let me do this. Let me do that. And out yeah. of those little micro businesses, 
people are getting through, right? So, right. and I'm here to promote them. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who has really hustled out of this year to find what they really love. Because I feel like this year has opened doors for people to say, okay, next year when we open, now I'm going to operate like this. Now I'm going to move yeah. like this. There are some businesses that have closed because nobody was coming through the doors and they're like, oh, now we got to shut down. But think about e-commerce. Think about coaching. Yeah, exactly. Pivot, yeah. Yeah, it's always something, you know. And it might not be easy, but there's usually a way, right? Exactly. So it's, better, it's always better than just sitting there and getting discouraged and watching, you know, whoever in the government talk about whatever. Like whatever they do exactly and even for <laughs> <laughs> even for right now when you think about the tips that you would give entrepreneurs who are in the industry when you think about publicity and you think about putting yourself out there there are so many things going on that hey how, how to get to the top of the funnel how to reach more followers how to do this and do that if somebody has not gone to school like you said for this particular passion that they so-called have but they know exactly what they want to talk about they don't have a website maybe they may have a linkedin article feed but they don't have anything substantial to give them that credibility or that social proof how do they take position on those pitfalls or responsibilities that is known to them so how can they so start writing if you can write there's a mill again there's all kinds of opportunities where there's no even real gatekeeper like if you have nothing to show and you want to start being a thought leader and you, you know you've got ideas medium for example is a great place to write medium.com because it looks like actual magazine articles and i'm a publicist and i wasn't even aware until this year that those are writers like reporters with an editor and approved articles you anybody can literally publish on medium and it looks like an article you put your you know nice photo you write so if you can write professionally you can build your uh, you know that that alone can start to become your social cred because it's not a facebook page where you're just ranting you're having your you know you you you're writing for medium you've got articles on medium and if you write well enough and if they if they picked their medium actually does have an editorial team and if they get enough you know likes i'm not exactly sure what their algorithm is but they pick up articles and put it on their front page and then you get, you know, you get millions and millions and millions and millions of views for an article. You know, there's a couple things that you said. First thing, if you have nothing out there, you're literally, you know, you're brand new, you have a bunch of ideas, but you don't, you know, if you have a business, that's enough of a calling card. If you have, you know, so that's enough, you know, even an ebook is enough of a calling card. You can put an ebook, a 50 page ebook together very quickly. If you can type and write a blog, you can put your ideas in an ebook. Yeah. Get a graphic designer on Fiverr, get a nice little book of it. And then now you have a book, which is all you need to approach, you know, the podcasters or whatever else. But, but basically, you don't even need that. Just start making yourself a, a convincing, professional kind of presence. And you can, you know, even if you do a couple of good medium articles, if, I, if, if somebody came to me, that's all they had, I would write up their buyer with those links and write up a thing talking about how they make a compelling, great, you know, guest appearance, blah, blah. And I'd get them a couple of guest appearances, even, on, even if I had to start on podcasts, right, where they had nothing else, you know, and it wasn't hyper, we'd start on podcasts, you know, and those excellent appearances on podcasts give us more social proof, give us something for other media to listen to, and then it just builds from there. So that's it's literally about starting, you know, a presence, professional presence, uh, and, and think about your messaging and what you would like to be like if you want to be you know like 
putting together segments and ideas, like thinking about what a chapter might be, like I said, or what a little segment that you would, what a great, what your dream segment would be if you were on talk radio talking about your expertise. What would you want to share? What are two or three things you could, you know, topics you could go through? What, what could they be? Right? And then and make those, make that a chapter, make those a book, or make those a medium article, or make the, and then make those into podcast guest appearances and into other media appearances. So. That's a great way to put it. I hope they can be able to take that in and apply it because sometimes you think about people who go for conferences, seminars, interviews, and they don't really get it's just the clout. It's like, I'm just here to share my business card with y'all. And it's like, are you really here to work or are you here to play? <laughs> Choose one. But it, it, it's that's the, that's the medium you mentioned right now. And I think when somebody really knows what they want, then whatever they want comes to them because they're in that position to receive. Yeah, no, it's all about, you know, I hate to be one of those people, but yeah, it's all about mindset. And then, because that helps you get over all the crap, you know? Again, it's not all about mindset because you still have to be able to have the strategies and the will to fight all those things that definitely come up, you know, in your that block, that block you, right? We all have different ones, whether they're internal, external, you know, there's a whole bunch of them and you know we have to realize that they exist and then find ways you know after we correct our mindset to realize that they cannot you know win, they can't win against us there's always going to be a way you can get through it get by and better it anyway if you can't if you can't you know obliterate it you can better the situation somehow always yeah so do that you know realize you have that power and just don't fall into anything else and don't ever you know believe what somebody else says about you or whatever else exactly and speaking about power that we just you know brought up how would you advise women on how to step into their power like you said earlier that they could know they do until someone pushes them or they may not even know they have it until something happens so what what can you tell them that they can think about so that they can process and also sit at that same table they deserve I to find be that at. women often think, especially women, you know, about the, the, the women who are accomplished, the women who are on the stages, the women who get the awards, are those other people. And they're just, just. We're, I'm just a normal person. I'm just doing this. And so I speak a lot about, you know, we're all just. <laughs> Even those power women. And, I, you know, I, I've been up on those stages and I've read the list of, you know, the other women that are like nominated. And you know what? They're not the best. You know, we're not the, the most accomplished women in the country. Because the most accomplished, you know, some of them maybe, some of them might be, might be among them, I don't know. But the reality is a lot of them are the most, most accomplished women we're never going to hear about because they don't know about those awards. Nobody's nominated. They're not in those circles. I wasn't in those circles. Just recently I was nominated for the Women of Inspiration in Canada. I won it for the media. I was like, wow, I was surprised. But, you know, other times I've looked at, you know, the women of, you know, not women, women of Inspiration is great because it actually is diverse and does a lot of work. And not in terms of color and also in terms of women of different experiences of different industry not just the financial industry not just you know it actually is all encompassing yeah that's neat because traditionally what i see when i look at those high level women of whatever women of this and that awards like the women of influence for example was rbc and i was nominated and i didn't fill out my package because it's like this much financials they wanted another time last year maybe mm. next year but um for example with that half the women that are in like get it the award comes from banking so it's going to be financials heavy 
But when you look, so these are women of influence, they're saying it, inspiration. And half of the women are, I don't want to say just, because they could be doing good work too, but this is indicative of the population they're drawing from, right? right. Half of them are like middle managers in banking. So you're telling me that the hundred most influential women in Canada are middle managers in banking? I don't think so. Are they also the most inspirational? I don't think so. What are they? They're the ones whose bosses know about that award or whose publicists know about that award. Correct. So they recommend them. So when I was nominated, I'd never heard of this thing because I'm not in those schmancy circles. I am now, I guess. But <laughs> I wasn't. I, was, I didn't know. The first thing I, I did, I was like, well, awesome. I can use that, right? And I went and read the criteria and I nominated like 50, literally 15 other women, all my clients, who I call all power women. And then the awards lady, see how things can happen. I wasn't trying to be Pollyanna. My I, my motivation is to elevate these women. That's my right. job and my passion, right? So it's nice. I like an award like anybody else. That's awesome. It helps me. But I'd rather my clients get it for real because that's my. I'm proud of that. That's a good job as part of my work, right? So first thing I did is nominate all these women. So didn't the so obviously the women of inspiration they noticed that afterwards she messaged me and goes we really noticed that the first thing you did when you were nominated is you nominated like 15 other women so you're all about like elevating other women which is what this whole award is about that's you know, beautiful like, huh, that's interesting but but the, but anyway but I don't tell that story to say that's great about what I'm doing I'm telling you to say so none of those women had ever been they're all super powerful awesome only one of them is a woman that's been in that award cycle before who'd won these most influential, most wonderful, most powerful, most blah, 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 right? Yeah. All the other women whose work is stellar, who have all kinds of other awards, who have, were not on that platform. They weren't on those states because they didn't know about them or they didn't think about themselves as one of those women. So what the answer to your question is, think about yourself as one of those women and realize that the women that are getting applauded and on the stages and all that, they probably aren't more, you know, actually definitely probably not more skilled and talented than you and they may not even be more accomplished than you they just know how to write it up in a bio and to tell someone about it yep that's actually true yeah people people definitely know that when something comes to them especially the first time it takes a while to actually register but when once it becomes normal it's like surfing now you can just do whatever you want because now you're in control of that wave yeah, exactly. That's no. a great way. That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. And even people who are on on platforms, you know, like like you like you nominated them, you know, and you gave them that power to also be themselves and sh- let them say, "Hey, this is what I can do. Can I nominate somebody else?" Those fifteen people order fifteen other people, and then it just builds. You've literally started a fire from nothing. And that's the whole point of empowerment because now you're giving people a light to shine on their own without having you to hold their candle every single step of the way. 100%. Like a real leader creates other leaders, not followers, right? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know who said that, but I love that. I didn't make that up. I love that quote. And it's so true. It's like, yeah, it's not leadership if you're just creating a bunch of people that are like, oh, yes, okay. You know, (laughs) know, that's just like... (laughs) I don't know, you're getting some minions or something. That's cool. <laughs> right. But then you're not creating, like, you know, a real leader should be teaching other people how to lead, how to think, how to find their own power, right? Mm-hmm. That's leading. Exactly. And and speaking of leadership, now that you're within the PR and the media and you've, you've gained all this great 
achievements, especially this year, you know, despite the fact that things have been going really rocky for people. What What's the closing statement that you can give someone that's listening to this podcast and is like, what can I do with my time now? Now that I've heard everything, now I think I'm empowered. What do I do next? Like, what is that next leap what of faith? What should they do right now to move to the next step? Exactly. Well, if they weren't already, listener, listener, <laughs> if you have not already pulled up Help a Reporter Out and Source Bottle, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously, no matter what you do, pull that out. You know, just check that out. Source Bottle and help, uh, it's all one word. And, re- and, and Help a Reporter Out, Harrow, H-A-R-O. Go to those because honestly, start and sign up for Harrow. That you know, you can decide whether you want a one below whatever. It's free, but then you'll get emails in your inbox, and just take a minute to look through them, and you'll be blown away. Honestly, you'll be like, "Wow, I did not even know this was a thing." But here's reporters reaching out, and sometimes they're looking to talk to experts. But a lot of times too, it's like it's relationship things, or it's parenting things, or it's, so there's a lot of ways to get. Now, of course, other people are getting those too, but you don't know. They might get five responses. They might get fifty. They might get two, they might get a hundred. It's all about crafting to be exactly what they're asking for. Like, yeah. make sure you're, you know, you're at, you're fitting because they have a story that they are, they're not changing their story. They just need something to fit into it. Exactly. So give good, concise, quick quote and do it quickly because they're not going to go back and rewrite their article, you know, if they've already got the answers because you came in with a good one. So it's about answering quickly, getting the source. If they don't use it at one time, they may come back later. Become a source. Do that. It's free. It's free. It will take you a couple hours of your day, you know, or a day, an hour right now going and checking it out, an hour scrolling through, seeing what's for you. The key for that is, again, make sure you have your pitch because you need your pitch, which is just write up that little couple of paragraphs about you. If you don't have something to do it, it's basically supposed to be your, your background. It's why you why they should care about you. So your background and why you're, you know, and it's a good idea to give them a couple of ideas about, you know, what, again, like, you know, don't just give a list of accomplishments, but give them some idea of what you might talk about, what you're suggesting a story is. Yeah. And do it. Really do it. Don't be afraid. Do it today. Go look at Podmatch. Go look at... Yeah, and if you're just beginning, again, go look at Medium, right? Think about... So think about what are you passionate about? What do you want to be talking about? What do you want your public image to be about, right? And start writing with that. You can do that thing on Medium right now if you're a writer. If you're not a writer and you're more of a talker, then, you know... You're gonna to want to do some of the podcast, but and regular mainstream media. But again, it's all a matter of that life's a pitch, putting that pitch together, that convincing. And once you have that in your pocket, you can reach out to anybody, and that's good for a war, you know, potential awards, good for potential jobs. It's good for your elevator pitch for media, you know, all that stuff. Exactly. And speaking of podcasts, you know, now we have this new platform, social media called Clubhouse, that is really like taking a storm. I don't know if you've heard about it. But, I literally just heard about that today. It's so weird that you said that. Yes. Like maybe two hours ago, I heard about that. And you know where I heard about it? Where? In that in Harrow, because a reporter was literally just asking, saying, "Have anybody heard about this new?" Cl-? And I was like, "No, I haven't." And I kept scrolling because I don't have any clients dealing with that. But see, right there, that could be one you could be answering. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, definitely. I would love to join that help a reporter out and you know see what I can do because information is power. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and just to give you an idea of how that can work, I had one client, 27 years old, named Quizmer Alvarez. She speaks on mental health. She's like a, a mindset coach. She had never had any media, zero media. She decided to hire me. I gave her, you know, a, a good story. I gave her my really, really, really good rates. I knew I'd be able to get her some magic. She basically said, 
she wanted to start sharing her personal story because she thought if she did that, then people would come to her as a coach, you know, because she didn't understand that she had lived it herself and wasn't just talking. Yeah. So she wanted to share how she lived a successful, happy life in spite of bipolar and all of her struggles with bipolar. So I'm like, okay, that's a good story. So literally that day, no, so she pays me, and that day, da, 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 I go to Harrow and I'm for all my clients, I'm just going to see what's there. And there was a story, Good Housekeeping, the 150-year-old American magazine, you know, Good Housekeeping magazine, wow. was literally was asking, we're with a deadline of tomorrow, uh, we're doing a story on looking for young women between 26 and 40 who are willing to speak out about their experience with bipolar. I'm like, oh my God, I got your girl. It was like this close to the deadline, I messaged her, I got her. Not only did we get her in Good Housekeeping, but she was in the print issue. So her first time mm. ever in media, she was in the print issue of Good Housekeeping, which is one of those drugstore, one of the magazines you see at the grocery checkout. It's the first time in my eight years career in PR, and I've gotten clients in Oprah.com and Little List and Reader's Digest, and, but it's the first time I was actually in a grocery store counter. And I looked over and was like, oh, there's the headline, I am not my mental illness on the cover of, I'm like, oh my God. Wow. So, like brand new zero media experience she had nothing except bipolar a willingness to speak out about it and a publicist and she's she, you know then she when she spoke obviously she's articulate she's well spoken so they loved her so then one led to another then then we can we for the next you know month we're like oh as seen in good housekeeping she was featured in good housekeeping so now anything to do with mental illness they want her on to talk about it and then she was featured in authority magazine that i pitched her to um where they call her mental health champions and so now again so now she's got that and oh, literally she can she's been called a mental health champion by the media now and she's been featured in good housekeeping so she can do whatever she wants with any stage with that now that's an amazing launching pad right that's just how it works she hired me for like I, I think 400 bucks and I gave her like a letter painted in installments <laughs> <laughs> so it was literally like a little kid like my daughter's age and I was like oh that's a good story and I know I can do something with it and, you know and then, bam, 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 and then again I just was had some when I found Podmatch or one of the other ones I spent a half an hour the other day because of all the work I've done in the past developing all that for now it's good housekeeping and those things it's literally i can send that to like 10 things in, in like five minutes and come back with three interviews for her so every wow. once in a while i go you know what i'm just gonna spend 15 minutes in pod match on quizver and i'll sit there and i'll do that and the next day oh i'd like to interview i'd like to interview so just now she's all excited because going into 2020 i have like four new interviews for her because i spent a half an hour on it because they already have all that back work where they see that and they're like, yeah, it looks legit. Let's do it. Mm. And podcasters and as well as television, as well as mainstream newspapers, now she's covered it all, right? Because one builds on the other, builds on the other. That's amazing. I'm so I, I'm so happy. Exactly. <laughs> That's if you haven't heard anything about today, just make sure you hire publicists. Hire Tracy, <laughs> you know, Tracy's going to get you in the grocery store like that. And then, you know, it, you'll be going back home with so many dings. So it's, it's definitely possible. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, how can they get in contact with you? How can they reach that crazy radio conferences? Okay, so you got to spell my name right under there. But if you spell my name right, they can find me at Tracy Lamori PR Media on Instagram. 
or I live on Facebook, Tracy Lamori, or my website is lamorimedia.com. And yeah, I'm a bit, and you can email me at lamoripr at gmail.com. And I am super accessible and I'm happy to do like a half an hour conference call with anybody that wants to hear how this can legitimately, like if they were like, Tracy, I don't, I don't believe you can get me in the media. This is what I do. What would you tell me? I will do a half an hour call with them and explain to them specific things that I could do for them and what they could expect and that, you know, and then hopefully they'll hire me. I'll give anybody that tells me they came from favor. I'll give them that, you know, super good deal. Awesome. Intro, you know, intro, I heard a lot of podcasts. I don't know anything about it. Show me what you can do kind of deal, you know? Right. Because those people always either hire me again or they refer me to their friends. It's just how it works. I don't have to advertise. I just... You know, send my references that are like this long now. I got high profile references. Like, you know, Rosa Parks, like, who walked with Martin Luther King? Her cousin, like, dumb white girl in Toronto, her cousin, six months, six years ago, came to me. We've been working together for six years. She had a book, uh, sorry, she was doing a film, which is now an award winning film called My Life with Rosie, wow. which is about Rosa Parks' life after. You know, after what we all know about her, after Alabama, when she moved back to Detroit and continued a life of a public service for another 30 years before she died at 90 something years old. So, My Life with Rosie is an examination of the family relationship with Aunt Rosie, kind of thing. Wow. As she was older. It's amazing, yeah. And I met this lady and she hired me to do the PR for her. I'm still like, I'm in the credits of that, like Rosa Parks. I mean, I, before I met her cousin, I used to say on the anniversary of her death, you know, thank um, on my social media. If you look back 10 years, thank you, Sister Rosa Parks. That's all I would have, just the status, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I would never have imagined. Like, so like to this day, so not only have I worked with her for six years, and she's got a children's book now to inspire children to activism called My Life with Rosie and Bond Between Cousins, which you should look up. Yeah, for <laughs> but, sure. Um, <laughs> but also... The most, I mean, incredible moment of my career that I still like doesn't even seem real was there I, I was sitting in Detroit watching this movie premiere at a, at a Detroit Film Festival in an audience, in, with an audience, within a row of two rows, like full of Rosa Parks family members. Oh my goodness. And there I'm sitting there, like. How did I get here? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. A, Privileged kind of life. That's that's the privilege. Forget any money I might make later or VIP trips to Malta or whatever. How I, I took a step right somewhere. <laughs> I don't want to cry thinking about it. If somehow in my career I'm sitting in Rose, with Rosa Parks family members watching a film, and, and then my name comes up in the credits, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like seriously, cry. Uh, that that's crazy. That's crazy. That's <laughs> so, crazy. So yeah, I'm privileged. I'm super privileged and honored and, and amazed all the time at the people that choose me, you know, to, to elevate their message across industries and, and across cultures and across races and across ages. And I'm super proud of that. And that's happened, you know, completely organically without any thought put into it and everything. And so, yeah, that's why you know, at the, at the end of the day, that's why I'm. What I'm happiest about what I do, I've managed to elevate myself to this position where I elevate others, and I'm still at the end of the day super happy about the voices that I've elevated in the work that I do. That's Not amazing. Just like, Meh. I, I, I'm happy about it. Exactly. I'm really happy that you came on board because so many people are trying to, you know, like you mentioned, Clubhouse. People are like, oh, how do you do ads? How do you stay relevant on social media, digital marketing? I'm even going to be having a Clubhouse hosting with a friend of mine. Her name is Ashley. 
Amina on the clubhouse room and we're going to talk about how to be socially effective using social media in 2021 and we're going to run down a couple of options on social media facebook instagram linkedin pinterest and we just want to let them know hey this is what you can be able to do with your social media without having to spend a buck you know because you can use all text you can use so many different things that help you boost your social media presence but if you don't know what you're doing you can't get to places like you've been to because now you wouldn't even know how to help somebody out <laughs> talk less of a reporter if you can't help yourself you know so it's it's those things that you have to really measure and you coming on this board is definitely a privilege and i really hope people take notes because this is not something that comes every day well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation with you a lot, too. And hopefully we stay in touch. And I'll send you other awesome guests that are appropriate for your show, because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining very, the playroom. And huge congratulations on that amazing move you made, you know, deciding to share your life with a clearly awesome lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, you know, just, yeah. So I've super good feelings with that i'm sure you guys are on a good road don't listen to any naysayers how old are you you don't mind me asking oh actually my birthday was two days ago too <laughs> so, are you a young are you younger than you look or are you still a young guy i want to actually ask you what how old do you think i look because that's, that's a question i really always get a different answer so i'm not going to be surprised by your answer if you say it Okay, so that's a, and that's why I asked you. Is it hard? You know, it's really hard to tell sometimes. That's why I asked you. You know, are you younger than you look, or are you a young guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because people can trick you. But I would like. I mean, because you're a range. Like, if you told me you were 22, I'd believe you. Whoa. But I feel like you're older because obviously you don't sound like you're 22. But by your looks, by your appearance, but that, but you know, so I, so that I would guess 28 or 30. Would okay. That be on the outside. Okay. Yeah, bordering to twenty eight because I just turned twenty seven, and it's it's a beautiful feeling because some people think I'm thirty one, some people think I'm nineteen. So and then I'm six yeah, foot three. So, like, <laughs> you were an actor because that's how I gauge because I work in acting too, like you know clients, right? Yeah. And if I was pitching you as an actor, that's why I was looking at you close like that, going like I'd be I would be able to write down. I mean, I could even play you younger. Like, I mean, I would definitely buy... If you told me you were 35, I would still believe you, even though you definitely don't look 35. You know what I mean? Right. You look like you're... My best guess would have been, like, 26 or 25 or 26. But but I, but that's because you also look like you could be younger and you also could be slightly older. So, like, looking at it like a casting person, <laughs> you know, I would guess you around 25 because I could... I would say I could send them out if I had to, for like 18 wow. right? convincingly not even if I had to like you could definitely be a group of kids at 18 not that you look young but I mean if you were acting young dressing young you're not, you know acting, you know what I mean with a group or I could dress you up in a tie and a suit and have you acting out like this and you could be a really young looking 40 right <laughs> oh it's really hard to tell. right so, yeah but you look to me like if I was guessing I would say probably 20 like in that 28 Ish yeah, that that's what most people say too, and it feels good when 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 someone sees me and they're like, okay, yeah, you actually sound look mature, like you don't think like, oh, yeah, like you, you know, be, could say after we talk and everything, if you said you were forty, I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, so like you said, right. you definitely don't sound twenty two, but that's why I was like. 
he's asking me to guess now. I really don't know. There's a huge range, but and it's true. Like you know, look in the mirror. You could definitely get away with that. Nobody would think you were lying. Right. He said 22, but same at 30s. 35. Ah, you're looking like a pretty young. You know, you're looking pretty good for 35. <laughs> pretty young, but still, there are some people who do. Like I met an actor. I could not. I, honestly, I'm still shocked. He he was 59, and he looked like not a day over 25. Like close up too. I'm like. Whoa. You gotta be kidding me, like close up. I'm still like, whoa, you know. So there are people like you don't always know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And even people thinking about, you know, when to get married, when like you said, you got married when you were like twenty five, twenty six, and people are like, Oh, it's too early. I still wanna have fun, I still wanna enjoy and I'm like, For how long are you gonna keep doing that if you don't know what you want? You know, you can have fun with your partner if it's the right person. You know, like, you don't have to necessarily suddenly start having kids. You can if you want. But, like, we got married at 25. We didn't get, we started thinking at 31, oh, maybe we should start, now that we have a house and we're settled, now we should start thinking about having a kid. So we got married and then we had a kid. And we and we had, and then we adopted another kid. So now we're all parents for two. But, it, but we got married at 25. And then nothing really changed other than, like, we got a house, we bought a house together. We were serious, you know, but I mean, in terms of, like, we didn't start having kids right away. We didn't, so we still had that freedom to like go out and not like without each other. We didn't look for that. But I mean, we had the freedom to like go clubbing together, go whatever. We didn't suddenly be like, okay, now we're old people, you know? Right. We like suddenly were like, oh, well, gee, I guess now we're settled. We have a house. We both working. This would be a time, I guess, start thinking about, huh, having kids, <laughs> being parents. <laughs> exactly. So, but I mean, either way, it could work when you're younger too. I'm just saying, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know, marriage is this big formal thing and it's formal. But you know what I mean? It doesn't like change who you are. It does. It changes your relationship. But it all. But I mean, actually, it doesn't. I mean, you're, if your relationship, it shouldn't change. It changes your commitment. But that yeah. should only help your relationship. It doesn't change anything in a negative way. Those are just stupid jokes from people that obviously don't know how to do it right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it because sometimes when you get married, it's like, oh, kids, it's like you have this timeline bound reaction, you know, space bomb that's like, oh, okay, now we're here. We have to do this. We have to do that. And it's like, no, we actually have to enjoy ourselves because when the kids come, yeah. we, we won't do as yeah. much as we're doing now, you know? It takes exactly. a whole different ball game really completely. Here, even though it's Canada. Ooh. Wow, that's a first. <laughs> hot in my office, not hot outside. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's cool. It's I'm cool. Old, I can't sweat that much. <laughs> no, the red hair fool you. Right. The red hair has lots of gray because my celebrity stylist decided to go to Iceland for two months. Oh yeah, they definitely need that. <laughs> But she'll be back in February. Uh, when she comes back, <laughs> she'll be like, okay. COVID isolation time, so I'll just stay here, you know, in my basement. <laughs> and just have a good one. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for joining the Playroom. A lot of insights, definitely. We didn't. I didn't even think I was going to talk about relationships or marriage in this podcast. So it's like, hello. <laughs> I like that. I like the spontaneous effect on this podcast platform when you don't know what to expect, but just, you know, you just keep running with it. Thank you. That's the way to do it. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. So, yeah, let me know when it airs or when it's on, and I'll share it widely. And I'm you know, happy to have the opportunity to, to meet you and to speak to your listeners, too. Thank you. No problem. I'm actually going to put it out today. 
because yeah so i'll definitely send you the link and once it's live on every platform i'll definitely share it with you on the email and you know we can keep in touch speaking of publicists before we go i do music i don't know if you ever check my profile but um i've been doing music for god knows 20 plus years and i just did my You've been doing music for 20 plus years i'm a drummer i started so drumming at were really little yeah i started drumming self-taught at the age of six so I've, oh, wow. I've been doing that ever since and i picked up instrumentalism you know putting music together piecing music i write my own music i'm on all social platforms in terms of music apple music so if you search up flave beats yeah so i'm flave beats and and i've been doing a lot of good music to the point where now i'm like okay now it's time to take it to the next level so last week i did a music video for one of my tracks it's going to be out very soon but because of like you said publicity that's where i want to really branch into because i'm doing it but now i'm like hey i need more hands on this project so that they can help me push out exactly so tracy you i'm coming to you oh yeah definitely we're <laughs> going to talk about it for sure. i've actually got a bunch of resources that i just invested in you know spent a couple hundred dollars on some different resources that have all kinds of just everything for from indie indie music from like all the venues when venues are back to like a ton of places around the world that review with that will review independent music to like i will interview people to like just i mean a whole bunch of sources beyond the podcast world but actual music you know stuff i just invested like a couple hundred dollars in a couple of those you know resources that i get every couple of years so yeah i'd be more than happy to right now i'm only i'm dealing with um i got jimmy dennis who's a musician the one that we spoke about He's yeah. still, and then bolu a little 13 year old who had a song called make it right that i literally discovered she was like a friend's daughter and we got her on all kinds of television and we got her around the world now like on australian tv and wow. like, like real tv all kinds of stuff and then um other than that i'm working with one other guy who's a, a groundbreaking hip-hop artist canadian hip-hop artist um so yeah and we got him a shitload of media too as like there's articles i can get right now like in authority i can pitch meet the rising stars of of music that Ooh. kind of thing so absolutely i'm well, your girl i'm coming Let's right to you Let for sure music so i can check it out and listen for sure all this one working okay and then we should you know we should talk about that for sure exactly host me on your platform I, I too another, where are you in atlanta yeah i'm in atlanta See, I only have one client in Atlanta. He's a he's an actor. Okay. So I need a second, a musician. I think it should be you. I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, some people music and you know, I like your vibe for sure. I and mean, that's the way it is. That's who I like to work with is people that you know I vibe with, and that's who I, I work the best for as well, right? Because if I'm feeling it and it's you know on the audience, I know how to beat that audience. So yeah, excellent. I'm super glad we met for awesome. all kinds of reasons. So, exactly. Yeah, Add me on all the socials and everything. I'm easy to find, and then we'll keep on talking. Yeah, most definitely. After this, I'm going to send you the links when this thing goes live, and also I'll send you the links to my music. Check them out. I'll also let you know which one I'm highlighting because, like you mentioned, Rolling Stones, all this amazing platforms complex. I've never been on them, but I definitely would love to feature on this platforms to just talk Start about my doors, story. Getting you out there and building that, you know, that credibility where it's not just you show. You know what I mean? Other, I tell you, that do miracles when other, you know, those articles open up other people's eyes about your work, and then it gets you a good platform to get on local television because now you've been featured nationally. Right. Listen, right. 2021. Make some magic. Let's do it. <laughs> we are not playing. We don't play. <laughs> we do not play. Yeah. We are not playing. 
at all, at all. Thank you so but much, you Tracy. After we, you know what? You know when you play after the Grammys, after the, yeah, <laughs> then you can play, right? Exactly. For a few minutes and then you go back to work. Exactly. When you play, you play, making sure that you work before the play, so that the play is having fun while you work. <laughs> exactly. That's the key to life. You got it. Exactly. Okay, awesome. So I look forward to hearing this and to sharing it and to hearing from you about the music. Now I'm all excited. Thank you so, so much. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Okay, bye. bye. Take Talk care. To Talk to you soon. Yeah, you guys have heard it from Tracy. She's an amazing, amazing person. Came in with so much hype from the beginning all the way to the end. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about building that momentum, staying relevant and being the person in the moment and making sure that you're able to achieve that goal when you actually see yourself being in that space. <sighs> you know, I don't want to take too much of your time anymore because we've actually gone a lot into the discussion where I believe you can also be able to take advantage of this information, learn from it, and you never know what's going to happen. So listen to this podcast, you know, reverse, type down, take your notes, join me on the clubhouse, Flav Beats, I'm on there, and you will definitely have an amazing time with us. So about this time, it's about to go down and I'm about to get into the clubhouse. So let me know if you guys have any questions. You know, hit up Tracy as well. She's an amazing person. And I just can't wait for 2021. You guys have so much to look out for. So if you're listening to this podcast, please rate this podcast at ratethispodcast.com forward slash we don't play. And it's about to go down. Hooray. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. We don't play. <laughs>